0: introduce myself.
1: My name is... I'm Will Pelagic.
2: I had the time turning the mic on very carefully because that conversation continued as we went to break. And, uh, well, there's a lot of words that probably shouldn't be going over the airwaves. It's Wesson Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. We want to hear from you on the text line. We were asking about some of the road experiences that you've had the craziest thing you've seen somebody do while they were driving yes we got a lot of inappropriate text there because i leave the door open constantly (laughs) i don't know why i do this but i can only blame myself the text that i can read on it joe gibbs jr he said i'm a delivery driver i passed a guy driving a tesla no hands brushing his hair facetiming somebody wtf bro UNC grad 2001 said back in the day I had my CD book in one hand MapQuest directions yeah, in another and a drink between my legs MapQuest was the real deal that's how you mm-hmm. got around before GPS let me tell you how many times I'd be lost <laughs> I'm Oh yeah gone.
0: I think about that all the time with the GPS like how you would uh how people got around before man and and, and we were talking about it in a break too don't don't get me started on people who don't use their turn signals
2: it's bad especially if, yeah right in front of you if there is not a lot of space between you two to know, it's like, real bad
0: cosmically that they're going to make a right turn right? and last one we
2: got 704 said my sister used to be a recruiter for a college in the state back in the 80s she would travel to florida she would read a book on 95 and then before she got to college to the college fair she would change into her dress clothes all of this went on while driving down the interstate. Wow. As long as you're safe, that's just impressive. I'm not <laughs> even going to get mad. That's impressive. Another person that's really impressive to me, especially with his brisket, it's Willie P. He joins us in the Planet Kia Studios. As we speak, the voice of Charlotte FC, and I don't even know if the aspiring grill master is right. I think just straight-up grill master now. You have gotten the stamp of approval from Fiddy, who didn't- is... One that, Who's the one that actually created this dry brisket, Joe?
1: My my only thing was I just hoped he had shared with you, but I guess he kind of wound it all himself, I'm guessing,
2: right? Yeah, look, that's uh, I don't know how smart of an assumption that was, to be honest. Like, yes, I would love some, but if you give Fitty brisket, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be the one that says, Hey, guys, you want some? Nah, he's going to hold that, especially if it's good.
1: Well, it, the his thing was he was always like, oh, I'm, you never let me taste your meat, et cetera, and so on. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like... You are such a hard marker when it comes to that kind of thing. I needed to perfect it in order to make sure that it was okay for him. No, I think that's fair. I think you
2: needed to perfect your meat before Fitty ate it. I think that's totally fair and not in any way crazy or inappropriate.
1: I mean, it's weird. We've had a couple of different... Cooking guinea pig scenarios for our house over the last couple weeks. Like we did the first. You're cooking uh, guinea pigs? I wouldn't advise that. No, I'm saying, I'm saying I, use my, I, no, I use my folks as guinea pigs in order to try out our new uni pizza oven. And gotcha. I did the brisket now. So I feel like I can take it mainstream now.
2: All right. So uh, we'll continue to talk about the dry brisket, the juicy brisket, all of that good stuff. Maybe Don't talk some about guinea- the dry
0: brisket anymore because I ain't dry anymore. Steve said he's uh, going to Joe's KC for ooh, lunch, man, because ooh. of all the brisket talk.
1: See now Joe's KC is one of my favorites there. The only thing I don't like about it is it's on the Kansas side of the road. There's this is a road on the border of Kansas City that's uh, half of it's in Kansas, the other half is in Missouri and that's where the Joe's KC is so I always like to have somebody get it for me because I don't like to spend money in Kansas and then bring it back to me on the Missouri Willie side.
0: Willie P. He said a uh, Rich said on a text line that are we sure that you didn't buy the brisket? He no. said they need some visual proof because he said who smokes oh, a no. brisket on a Monday? Oh no. no! No no
1: I didn't. No I smoked it on Saturday. Okay. It's, it's actually two day old. So the fact that he liked it after it was two days old was uh, it was not bad. Um
2: by the way after I saw the video because I couldn't see with the computer screens in front of me but I saw Fitty hold that brisket up. you had that thing bathed in sauce mm-hmm. i mean that thing there's not even sauce well, there's it was it was fat it was just straight up juice yeah, that's what i thought it was it was bathing in an ocean of fat I didn't to even, make sure I didn't, bring him any, <laughs> I didn't bring him any sauce i said yeah i don't that thing doesn't need any sauce no that's fair i'm just saying there's no way that thing was going to be dry it mm-hmm. could be soggy before it was dry but mm-hmm. damn it it was not going to be dry even if i had even if i had to inject it with some artificial stuff couldn't do it i, I bet you might have no look this has no. been something that's been a year no. long in the making at least it, it Willie and his no longer dry but soggy brisket is now with us on the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio ninety two seven WFNZ. Let's try to get this thing back on track as much I as think we possibly can. We killed can. Fitty. He's yeah. just sitting there and yeah, he's done. Yeah, I haven't seen him laugh this hard in uh, <laughs> quite some time, to be honest with you. Let's get to the Panther season opener. They lose to the Atlanta to- Falcons. Mm. We yeah, yeah kind yeah, of. So. I guess we get paid that's to do fine, it. That's, yeah. fine. that's it, fine. It probably I'm is. With- What were your main takeaways
1: from that season opener? Uh, The turnovers really killed them, and I think we found out firsthand that this team cannot afford to be off schedule, they cannot afford turnovers, and they cannot afford any cut down to their depth. And I think we knew the depth part, but I think we didn't really see the turnover and off schedule part really coincide with each other. And Frank Reich took the responsibility of that first interception because of how much they were put off schedule by not only the penalty that took place on the punt, but also the one that took place with not being able to get the play in uh, to Bryce on time that created a first and 21 and also the holding penalty that preceded that too. So it really is a scenario for the Panthers that I'm not saying they have to play perfect, but they got to play close to perfect in this early stretch against a very tough schedule. I, I always thought, uh, despite how optimistic my you know presumptions were about the Panthers season, that these first six games are really going to be tough and you had to kind of grind through them to get a win or two or you know maybe even three. But I think that part of it is always going to be kind of up for debate. Uh, I do always feel like that the back half of the schedule for this team is where I think the fruit can be made.
2: It's Willie P. joining us in the Planet Kia studio, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Let's switch gears. Let's talk a little bit about Charlotte FC here, Willie. They're back in action this Saturday at the bank. What should we expect coming out of their uh, international break?
1: So this game Saturday is very important for them. They play D.C. United, who is the team that's currently in the final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. They are three points behind. As you know, three points get you a win. So we call this one kind of a six-pointer with the six points on the table. Charlotte of Sea can not only gain the three points on D.C., but get them themselves and potentially put themselves in a position not only with a game in hand, but also with the victory to be in position to control their own destiny in the final seven games after Saturday and the upper deck's going to be open. So I think that part of it is also going to be pretty exciting for fans to get in there. It's a lower price point than some of the other tickets you usually get on a game day. And everybody's going to be back. You know, Chris Sviderski's back. Uh Yuri is going to be back as well. Uh, from an injury standpoint, they came out of the game against Nashville pretty good. It seems like Breck Deahare will be back too as well. So fr- from that standpoint, Charlotte FC sits themselves In a situation where they have a full deck to choose from, and right now it's all about trying to be cohesive and play that same kind of style they did against Orlando and Nashville and also even LAFC to a point as well. Uh, If they can play that same way, I really like their chances against D.C.
0: Yeah, Willie P. And so when you look at this team since June 3rd, they've really only taken two true losses. And I know there's a lot of ups and downs throughout a long season. So what do you feel like that this team is at? Because they've been playing pretty solid soccer, either tying or winning a lot of those games since June 3rd. So what do you feel like this team is at this point?
1: I mean, make no mistake about it, Wes. You want to get victories, but Being hard to beat is a very enviable characteristic Mm. in this game. And, And quite honestly, it's part of the reason why Charlotte FC has put themselves in the position that they are in currently where they are in control of their own destiny. You know, those draws a lot of them, I know, came from a winning position. They've dropped more points from winning positions than any team in Major League Soccer, but they've also gained games and gained points from losing positions. The game against Seattle, that game was crazy, where they came back on three separate occasions to earn a draw in that sense. Uh, they drew with FC Cincinnati, which I think, you know, in a vacuum, you would have taken going into the matchup, even though the matchup didn't go the way they wanted it to, having had a lead. That's one where if you told me that you would have gone in and taken on the team that is going to win the supporter Shield in the Eastern Conference... Uh, And you got to draw with them in your home building, I would have taken it. So I understand that folks want to see wins and I think we all want to see wins. But I think right now, if you have the way that they're playing currently, you can control your own destiny. Like I said, these home games are going to be while they're difficult. You always love playing at home. I'm very, very bullish about that opportunity here in the final eight weeks. And I do feel like they can get themselves over that hump.
0: Real quick, Willie P. So we saw uh, Aaron Rodgers go down last night with the injury. (laughs) NFL players complaining about the turf. Charlotte's one of six uh, soccer clubs in MLS that plays on the artificial turf, field turf, whatever you want to call it. Do – soccer players do they complain about this as much do they not like it as much do you feel like that this is something that charlotte fc is going to have to fix in the future and maybe try to get a natural grass surface
1: players in mass usually west have uh have said that they prefer grass and i think it's not necessarily something that's unique to the nfl it's, it's very much a thing in, in the soccer world as well uh i know the one person who is very outspoken about this is lafc coach steve Chirundolo, who. Uh, when they came in to play us two weeks ago, he was very vocal about that and saying that the game almost felt like handball than it did actually soccer. Uh, I know that Christian Latanzio has kind of maybe gone on both sides of this. And I think, you know, he comes from the standpoint of yes, they prefer grass, but they understand uh, the state of play in terms of playing on turf. As far as it goes, though, uh, I don't know if I see it changing anytime soon. I think uh, there are six multi-use facilities in Major League Soccer that go with that turf scenario. Uh, it'll probably take a, a landmark thing to have to change that. Maybe this Aaron Rodgers thing is that, but uh, I don't know if it's going to change anytime soon, especially with the fact that they do want to get not only more events into that stadium and, and those other stadiums, but uh, from that standpoint, I feel like it probably is going to be status quo here for the near future.
2: All right, we do have a little bit of a controversy here. Matt in Greensboro was texting in that Willie is injecting his meat with PEDs. The no. spaceman said did Willie Seriously? D, Did he just admit to juicing his no, brisket? No, I did
1: not juice my brisket.
0: People do do that though. That's the thing. <laughs> I did not juice I'm my brisket. On barbecue there, was, there
1: were no syringes around my brisket. There was no injector scenario. I did not inject the brisket. That thing is so juiced it had a 70 home run season.
2: That thing is <laughs> roided out. It was neither the cream nor the clear. Brisket bonds? Mm. Do we like brisket bonds? Do we like that? I like that? is not helping Fitty. What about David Pork Tees? Is that what you cooked? No, no, I, no. It's so juiced. I believe it's David Pork Tease. That's Porky. That's Willie P. joining us in the Planet Kia Studios. He's and over you, it, folks. You,
1: you you guys wanted me in the studio. This is what happens. This is what happens. You
2: kind of love it, though, right? I mean, I always love having fun with you guys. It. Exactly. It was a lot of fun.